0: I'm an activist but um, I'm an activist but activism shouldn't be like a thing uh, in in music it, sh- it should be more normalised um, it should almost be a given
1: You're listening to Sounds of Wahala a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss activism and music Join us as we sit down with musicians to discuss how their socio-political landscape shapes their music and creative process. I'm your host, Tiwa Odukoya.
0: Yeah, my name's Matt Reese jones Um, The name of my musical project is Me Against Misery. Mm -hmm. Um, Just released an album called Songs from the Divided Kingdom um, uh, yeah the name uh, kind of came to me when I was um, I was working on a building site actually um, and I just really didn't like the job I was working and I'd, I'd kind of fallen out of love with music um, and kind of rediscovered it and this name just came to me one day um and I think to me it it represents kind of like a promise to myself to sort of rage against um the basically uh, we live in a culture of prescribed misery the way i see it um I mean, you work 40 hours a week in a job that you pay for eBay. a lot of people. This is reality for a lot of people. Um, and Me Against Misery is my outlet for, you know, all my all my disdain <laughs> with, with the world. But also, you know, it's, it's kind of, that, that does sound negative, but the overall um, thing I'm trying to get at is hope, you know, just keep going keep fighting against it
1: absolutely so when you say you would fallen out of love with music what do you mean what had what was your previous kind of um, uh creative output and then how did it transform to be what you're doing now
0: uh yeah i, I sort of grew up um i'd always been in bands since i was like 16 years old or something um just non-stop, just getting in all the time. It was, you know, my life at one point. And, you know, a few things happened, a few bands fell apart, and I don't know, I just sort of lost faith in it, I lost faith in myself, and I rediscovered that um, when I met my my partner, actually, um, was my my living partner and my creative partner, um, Lucy Jane Boerink, then. Uh, she does a lot of the imagery um well she does all the imagery for me against misery um she just kind of um inspired me really to to be creative again and I also from like a mental health point of view um i was having quite a lot of problems uh depression and anxiety um and it's I guess I look at it now, looking back, I I feel like I tried to sort of just have a normal life, give up on the music things, you know, chasing pipe dreams as I saw it, and tried to settle down, but I just never could. There was always something missing, Um, and just rediscovering music has kind of saved my life in a way, um, to be... Yeah, you know, sounds dramatic, I guess, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, songs from the divided kingdom. Um you know, this it's the kingdom that's not the united kingdom, then should we say. Um i like to think the album is about the personal and the political and how the two are inextricably linked. Yeah. Um, I think too many people are apathetic when it comes to politics and they think, uh, you know, it's not for me kind of thing. I just get on with my life and I don't want to get involved. And sometimes they don't realise maybe that, you know, the reason your bus is late, or the reason your local library is closing down, um, the reason you work 40 hours a week, and it's just really miserable. It's all down to political decisions. Um, like austerity was a choice, you know, we didn't have to go through it. But you have to look at like who's pulling the strings, I guess, and I think people look to the wrong places. Um, we presented with skateboards all the time uh, by the largely right-wing press that we have in the UK, and it's so easy to just go with that w- with people. I think it's easy to just blame the skateboards they give us and not really look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to blame who, deserved to, uh, who deserves to be blamed then.
1: Did you see me fall? First I wanted to just talk about the album cover and the image that you've used for the album cover. So yeah. um, talk me through what the album cover is. Okie
0: dokie. I, I think I've got a picture of the album cover. Oh
1: yeah, go <laughs> ahead,
0: yeah. go. Can you see that?
1: Yes, I can. Fantastic.
0: Okay, so we have a a hand (laughs) reaching out of the ocean. Um, The image was done specifically for the album. Um, I really like it. I really like the kind of um, uh, ambiguity about it. It's sort of, you know, am I reaching for the surface or am I being dragged under? This land is your land. This land is my land. This lands for anyone with love in their hearts and will to carry on. But they're stealing from us with
1: one hand. They sell it back to us. Explain to me what is meant by the butcher's apron and beyond the butcher's apron.
0: Yeah, um the butcher's apron. Um A lot of uh, people in countries that were colonised by the British Empire um, would refer to the Union Jack as the butcher's apron. Um, I think that's something that uh, in British culture people struggle with, to confront that past. Um, I mean you know, the summer, the, the BLM protests and stuff, you know, it, I think we really saw how much people are struggling with the past because, you know, when people are aghast that a statue of a slave owner is um, thrown into the sea, then you need to ask serious questions, I think. You know, um, it's just a an element of denial, um, which I, I think it just needs to be addressed. Like, look at the German people; they've they've addressed they past. You can't move on unless you address the past. Um, so Britain's got some catching up to do. So yeah, back to the the question beyond the butcher's apron is you know. It's Welsh independence is what I'm I'm talking about. Um, there's there's another way um, for Wales, I think, and it's outside uh, the United Kingdom. Um, there's there's a lot of history in our relationship with the British state. Um, I think. You know, it's been an abusive relationship in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and it's just—I just i still do not think it's working for, for Wales anymore. Yeah, it, mm. the the British state—you know—with the entire system that we're still living in was set up to accommodate imperialism, and it hasn't changed much. In you know hundred years, it hasn't changed. Um, So it's still, it's not a union of equals.
1: What would wealth independence mean? it's people and why would they potentially want it in the context of all the other things that are going on?
0: Yeah okay Um, I think I think people would want independence because it's a better way forward for Wills Um, personally I think like independence is not it's not about wanting to be better than anyone else or to be like world beating, <laughs> uh, something you hear a lot these days world beating. Um, it's not about that. It's just about Wales taking its own future into its own hands and um, taking its place on the world stage as an outward looking, peace loving nation. Um, I think, you yeah, know, that sounds like a good thing, and that's what I want.
1: So yeah, to understand that kind of desire, what's really important is that we understand what the country's like, or what your community is like. You live in a place called Rhondda in Wales, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, the Rhonda Valleys,
1: yeah. Describe to me your hometown and what it means to you.
0: Okay, uh, so the uh, the Rhonda Valleys, um, it's got a, a lot of history, um, political and industrial, um, sort of world famous for the coal mines um, that we you Interestingly, um, the British Empire, when it came to their warships, would only use coal from the Rhondda, apparently, because uh, the quality of the coal is, um, you know, it burns cleaner and for longer and that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, I guess the, the community is kind of, you know, like a lot of post-industrial towns, it's close-knit. Um, there's a lot of good people You, A good sense of community then. But also there's the other things that you get in small towns is the sort of you know, ignorance sometimes, toxic masculinity. That's a big thing for me. Um, I think especially having like mental health issues and stuff. I think Men just are not, especially around uh, here. Men are not really encouraged to open up about their feelings and that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just, you know, it's quite, it's quite a macho place in a lot of ways. Um, but I mean, you know, that's not really exclusive to the Ronda or anything. I uh, think it's just the working class. Uh, small-town mentality, sort of thing. Um, another interesting thing about the Ronda, there was, um, there used to be a lot of communists, uh, back, um, you know, pre-Second World War, I think. Um, became a very prominent um, communist movement in the Rhonda. Um Minor strikes, that that stuff. You know, I think mm-hmm. protest is is in our blood uh, here, and I don't know. It seems sometimes like people have lost that that sort of fire. Um, you know, capitalism has uh, tamed tamed that. I think a lot of, um, you know, people are busy working and is very strictly condensing to be watching. And also, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think that's a major theme, actually, for me. Um, I think on the album as well, uh, even if if I'm not talking specifically about it in a particular song or anything, I, I think it's an underlying theme through, like, pretty much all of my work really, how how much of an effect the system we live in of capitalism has on on our lives, you know. uh, You can get really deep into it and it can really like, it can mess your mind (laughs) up, like, but yeah, it's definitely a big influence and you know, how, I mean, the, the wheels of capitalism are just like brutal and relentless and just run over everything. Rough that's this way, you look at it. Um, and it leaves, it steals our time, our, our time to create, to protest. You know, uh, it's it's a big distraction to a lot of better things we could be doing. You know. Mm-hmm. Back to what we spoke of earlier, the British Empire. I mean, they they controlled like a third of the globe or something daft at one point. I think it was all down to this simple way of dealing with things. They have divide and rule. Um, it's, it's the most effective tool, I think, of control. And for your points of finger, it's just like, I mean, the last four years, the run up to the Brexit thing and all the rest of it. I just felt like um, the UK has just become like an ugly place. Sometimes, you know, um, the the dominance of the right wing press, uh, the whole the Leave campaign was just based on fear-mongering and scapegoating, like blaming immigrants for our problems. And when you look at that, it's like, it's easier for people to blame, you know, immigrants or marginalised groups in society, underrepresented people, the perceived weakest in society, as opposed to blaming, you know, the big boys at the top or right? and let's be honest most of them are boys.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and that that's what bullies do, you know. And I think I'm trying to point that out to people. Like, don't be a bully man. Like just stand up to stand up to the bullies, you know? Solo is, is sort of um, in general, uh, guitar solos kind of divide the opinion a lot. Some people just think, you know, they're really cheesy. I guess, you know, sometimes they are, but I've done solos for me, I just sort of, I'm not, I'm self taught as, as a guitarist. So I've done all my scales and stuff. I just, um, I don't know. I just sort of hear it in my head, and then just work it out. And it's expression, like uh, I guess I want. I want people to feel the urgency of the song, I guess, Uh, and then it you know it builds to a kind of crescendo at the end, which is more like. What you said as well about you know does this sort of help things with the mental health side of things? Yeah, um, yeah it's like it's kind of like therapy. Um, I don't know if you've ever had therapy, but I I have personally, and I find it very similar to sitting in a room with someone and telling them your problems. You just you writing it down. Um, there's like a quote I always think of a really inspiring quote. Lucy actually wrote on a, I think it was a birthday card, just before I started doing Me Against Misery. It was a Hemingway quote, I think, Um, something like, There's nothing to writing. Um, You just sit a typewriter and bleed. I just thought that was so, like, it really resonated with me. I thought, yeah, you know, I can do this. That's all I have to do is just let it sort of pour out me and that's the way it right you know silence complication no is all we have but when we see each other With post-pandemic, I guess, you know, if you if you contrast that to the world I've painted in, few points of finger, uh, post pandemics kind of like the flip side. Um, but you know, perhaps, let's well, see. So it is, you know, it's a bit naive, maybe, but like. But there's there's nothing wrong with dreaming of a better world, is it? You know.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. On that. Of course. Um, what does um, the new normal look like to you, the one that you're painting in this song. What could it look like or what would it look like?
0: Um, well, yeah, I think we can start simple and just like people just be a, a bit more... I think we've lost empathy as, as a society. Uh, I mean, it, it always happens when you get right-wing governments, doesn't it? It encourages like individualism um where people are like you know i, I look after myself for my own um and just that lack of empathy for other people and just walking by too many things i think too many bad things too much in injustice um so yeah i the, the world i want to see and the world i'm talking about in post-pandemic is just like you know especially during the pandemic, you can see that you know a lot of people are struggling. And going back to what you said about the community, uh, the role on the community, what I saw in the pandemic assembly was inspiring to me and renewed my faith in people. Um, just, you know, actually speaking to all my neighbors and stuff, I know all their names and everything. <laughs> But heart yeah when you see stuff like that after the the last four years we've had all the hate and fear um it's good to know that people I think most people are good you know
1: Where can people find out more about you? Uh,
0: yeah, it's, I'm on all, all the usual socials, you know, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, so please take a look and follow me and, you know.
1: What's your handle?
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need to say all that, don't I? Yeah, yeah it's me against misery um, on Instagram and Twitter, me against misery. And uh, Facebook too.
1: Excellent.
0: Um, and then Bandcamp, Soundcloud, Spotify. So i have listened to the tracks and see what you think. And, you know, let's, uh, let's take the world by storm.
1: <laughs> Indeed, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Sounds of Wahala. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at sounds of wahala podcast we'll be back in two weeks time i've been your host tiwa odukoya